welcome, friend, to Godly Voice Notes, a podcast which explores how we can live holy lives as ordinary people called to live extraordinarily in Christ Jesus. May this be a sacred space of informal and rich conversation in which we fearlessly address gritty issues with sincerity, fun and practical application. I hope that together we grow, question and pray on this journey deeper into our God-given faith and that through it we are equipped to become more God-fearing, spirit-hungry and biblically grounded. I'm very excited to welcome our guest this week to the podcast. This is Debbie, who I'm really excited has uh, put herself forward to join us today. We are going to be discussing intentionally preparing for marriage and marriage in a Christian context. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Nice uh, to see you. Yeah, well, you speak too. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in these COVID times, we're over Zoom today. <laughs> so obviously this is an anonymous podcast and Debbie is not your real name. Why have you chosen that name? Yeah, so I chose Debbie because the people who did our marriage prep, which obviously we're talking today about intentionally preparing for marriage and marriage prep for me and my husband was a huge part of that. Mm. Um, it was led by a couple and Debbie was the name of the lady who who led our marriage prep and she is awesome. So it's a privilege to take her name for today for this conversation <laughs> and to honour her in this way. Yeah, that is so honouring. That's so honouring. And I doubt we honour enough the people who support us in our relationships. So um, mm. that's really exciting to be able to do that. I always like to start with a little story about how we met and the boring side of how we know each other, if you like. Well, the less, less exciting story is through my sister that you and her... Um, yeah, we went to college together. Yes. And also our brothers were friends as well. And I feel that's like true, yes. maybe our families kind of crossed over in a few ways when we were growing up. Yeah. And I guess you were someone that I really respected. I knew that you had a strong faith, but we didn't know each other super well. Like you'd come over and hang out with us and things. But then (laughs) the more recent time that we saw each other, which is just a hilarious story. um, Totally brilliant. (laughs) So this was the unexpected meeting. So I was actually working in Madagascar in a little hospital, what, 48 hour drive from the capital, basically in the middle of nowhere. No one's ever heard of it. Well, that's not true. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um there's there's this woman that I met there who's just a, a lovely bubbly person and we really yeah. connected well and as soon as I met her I thought you really remind me of somebody and then I realized who it was and it was you Debbie <laughs> and I said to her oh it's crazy you really remind me of this friend of my sister's so much and I um, didn't think much <laughs> of it um a few weeks or even months later she started getting really excited and saying, oh, this great friend of mine and her husband are coming to stay and we're just so similar and we studied together and et cetera, et cetera. And she was just, I mean, she was just so excited. She'd been there, what, a couple of years? Yeah, I think a year and a half, maybe. Yeah, maybe you, you can tell the rest of the story. What, what, <laughs> what happened from your side? <laughs> so we then arrived at the hospital, um, saw our friend, we were really excited, had big hugs, et cetera. And she was like, oh, come and meet the others. Let me introduce you. So she took us through the kind of communal eating area, I think, into the kitchen where you were preparing some food with someone else. And I came through the door and I just looked at you and I just said your name and threw my arms out. And everyone else was just like looking at us like, yeah, what? 
what How? what what's the connection here yeah. um and and so yeah it was brilliant and then my husband was very confused for a little time <laughs> until I explained the connection <laughs> I think everyone was confused it just I think what it looked like to most people is that two people who'd never met each other before gave each other just the most exuberant <laughs> um greeting of like I'm pretty sure I was screaming like ah, at the time and um we were just both yeah. so excited and there wasn't really opportunity till we got over the shock of it to explain <laughs> so yeah so we basically bumped into each other in a tiny little hospital in rural Madagascar which yep I always think is just amazing how God connects people and and actually, that's kind of where the root of this conversation came from, because mm. we went on a long walk one day and we were discussing the fact that I think your life had changed so much since I'd last seen you because you'd got married and I think you'd been on quite a long journey in your relationship with your now husband. And yeah, I just really enjoyed hearing sort of the backstory. And, and I remember one of the things you said to me was that you think everyone who gets married should do a marriage preparation course Mm. and it was something you just spoke about so passionately and you said even non-christians should do a marriage prep course and I just that just really stuck with me and I thought we need to talk about this on the podcast (laughs) thanks so do you want to tell me why is marriage prep something you're so passionate about so I think firstly it's because me and my husband had the most incredible marriage prep we've ever heard of from anyone that we've ever spoken to and secondly it's because I think that the marriage prep that we had set us up for a married life where we had already discussed in depth and in detail a lot of the things that could have caused us challenges along the way. And as we all know, in any relationship, relationships have highs and lows and ups and downs, even the ones where we're not living and doing life with them 24-7, have miscommunications, have complexities. And So when you come to live with someone and be married to them, actually some of those things can become really, really big. And for us, marriage prep just enabled us to have those conversations before marriage, to know where we stood, to be clear on the biblical foundations and our perspectives on the theology, because we know that actually people come at that differently. Um, But also to explore our backgrounds, our history, like in many ways, you'd look at me and my husband and think we've got really similar backgrounds. Um, And yet for us, marriage preparation was essential, even with that similarity. And so I just think for many people who have more different backgrounds than we did coming together, actually marriage preparation is fundamental to Mm. having a marriage that is built on firm foundations. Mm. It's so interesting because I think from what I've seen, a lot of people, when they decide to get married, they almost expect it just to work Mm. and one thing that I think is sort of a strong biblical principle is that everything takes work like even our relationships with God who is perfect Mm. um (laughs) you know you have to set aside time for him um you have to have community and you know it's important to go to church regularly and read the bible regularly and I think we're kidding ourselves if we think things will just naturally all work perfectly so yeah, I think marriage prep is definitely kind of an intentional way of laying some some good foundations. And I think one of the things to jump in and say is actually that marriage prep, as we did it, mm. was just so life-giving. It was so full of joy and mm. full of challenge, full of questioning. Yeah. It wasn't always easy, but it led to a place of kind of freedom for us both. And I think the way that you were saying about kind of relationships requiring work, sometimes when you're in that kind of romantic stage of relationship, actually it doesn't require a lot of work because you are loving hanging out with each other. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. You're maybe doing really fun things. You're, you know, 
actually it, it fits together really well and really easily. And, and sometimes I think we can get caught up in the kind of idea that this is what it will always be like and it will always be this easy. Um, but we know that life isn't a linear journey <laughs> to happiness. Yeah. That's not that's not biblical and it's not what we've experienced. Yeah. And um, so I think having those conversations in that time when things are good and when you are enjoying and loving each other mm. and where things are easy is a great time mm. to have them. It's the same as I'd say to people now, like if you fall out with someone, it's not best to call someone in that moment and have that conversation right then and there with them. It's yeah. kind of better to take some time, reflect on it, calm yeah. down, pray about it, talk to people and then have the conversation. Yeah. So having it out of a good place makes it much easier to kind of go deeper without that risk of saying things you regret or hurting each other. Yeah, that's really wise. And it's probably true of a lot of things, isn't it? That's probably like a transferable truth that probably when you're in a good place is a good time to be challenging yourself in whatever ways that is whether that's thinking Mm. about your theology on a certain point whether it's having those challenging conversations in a relationship or thinking about the future but yeah when you're tired and you're settled and someone said something which has hurt you (laughs) probably isn't the time exactly your finances (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so practically I mean how how did you set up your marriage prep have you how have you seen other people set that up how would someone go about doing that whether they're part of a church or not yeah so for us in our church it was amazing the model that they had was they would connect you with a couple who've been married for a while who have a faith that they're living out actively and whose marriage is really important and strong and we had the privilege of spending six sessions with them going for dinner with them um, and sitting and chatting to them casually relationally um, but then also going deep about different aspects of marriage and they set us each week a kind of questionnaire that we would do separately and then me and my husband fiance at the time would come together and discuss those questionnaires and we would deal with any of the kind of challenges and questions and differences that we had and then any that we couldn't really resolve or we got stuck on or we wanted to understand more we would then take to that meal and we would sit and we would discuss those with that couple um, and they get shared their wisdom their insight their biblical understanding with us Amazing. and helped us work through those things sometimes that involved tears it always involved prayer oh. it often involved laughter <laughs> and it involved a lot of learning on yeah. our part about yeah. each other and also learning from the couple who had great experience but I know that other churches um, they sometimes run kind of the HTB marriage course um, which is actually on DVD So I've known some friends whose churches don't offer any kind of marriage prep and they've just got the DVD themselves and kind of work through that at their own pace. Um, Other churches where they might do it all in a day. So there's different models of that. I think the reason I'm such a strong advocate for the model we had is I'm a relational person. I love relationship in any way. And to have a mature couple invest in you that amount of time, when do you get that in life? Ever. So it's just an, an immense privilege. And there's so many things that I think if me and my at the time fiance had just discussed them, just the two of us, we wouldn't have gone as deep mm. or have got as much wisdom or insight mm. as we did from having people who've experienced it and understood it. And we were so fortunate because that couple was so open and so yeah. honest with us yeah. that they really shared their experience and their heart. And that enabled us to go I think so much deeper than if we'd just looked at that ourselves so I think that's why I would really recommend that model Um, but I think any marriage prep is better than no marriage prep because I think just with relationships and with moving into a place where you're living together and doing life together there's so many things you haven't even thought about like in your finances like 
do you want a shared bank account? Do you want a separate one? Why? Why do you want a shared bank yeah. account or not want a shared bank account? Yeah. Um, like, how do you spend your money? Do you expect to have 20 quid for clothes a month? Do you never spend money on clothes? Mm. Oh, how do you manage that? How do you work that yeah. out? And that's on the finance side, let alone the kind of, do you want to have kids? When do you want to have kids? Yeah. Do you want to... I mean, there's like a myriad of things. How do you relate to your parents? Are you expecting that you'll still see your parents every week, every yeah. two weeks? Yeah. What does your partner think they want to do about seeing yeah. their parents? And, yeah. you know, there's there's like Unset, so many things. Yeah. expectations that you, you actually just bring to the light. It's not that those, you're not creating problems. You're just saying, oh, I haven't thought about this. How have you thought about exactly. it? Exactly. What are you wanting? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's not that actually you resolve all of those necessarily in that time. And that's been evolving in our marriage. So we might have said at the time that this is the way we think we'll want to do it. And then it's evolved. But because you've opened that conversation, you can then return to it. It's not the first time and it's less emotionally charged because you've kind of done the emotionally charged bit. Um, and then you move into the kind of actually now we can discuss it, recognizing that we do have a difference on this and it's something we need to be aware of. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's probably I mean, I think the things that people discuss in the marriage course are probably things that all of us should discuss at some point. And there's probably a lot of things that we just do as a habit or we've learned from our parents or we've just fallen into. For example, I'm a single person, but actually I've been thinking recently it'd be great to do some sort of spiritual appraisal where I look at how do I approach my finances? How do I approach, you know, and, and not to make it sound sort of unromantic, but I wonder if a marriage prep is sort of an intentional kind of appraisal of your, your values and saying, right, we're shifting from both having very individual mindsets to a collaborative mindset. How, how do we become one? Um, yeah, I think that's a great reflection. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. We don't often enough set aside time mm. to say to God, here is every aspect of my life. Yeah here's where I'm living. Is that where you want me to live? Is that where you want me to be? Here's my job. Is this what you want me to be doing? And I think often the answer is yes, continue. But actually, if we don't offer it back to him, we continue just doing what we're doing until we hit a roadblock. And then we're like, ah, I've got to make a decision about this. Do I go somewhere else? Do I do something different? Do I, you know, and it's not until we kind of hit a roadblock that we we change anything yeah. um whereas I think actually sometimes God's saying come on don't make me give you that roadblock <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and, <laughs> and and I've seen people do it at different stages at, at the church I'm at currently which I've been part of for about four years they put on a marriage course now and again just for whoever is married and wants to go mm. and a few of my friends went and they really enjoyed it they said it's actually great to go and have like a date night you know, the church would put on food and they would discuss very similar issues that you discuss at marriage prep, but they're doing it four, five, 10 years into their marriage and saying, Mm -hmm. how have things changed? How do you feel about this now? As you say, it's just carving out intentional time. And I actually have have some friends in South Africa who did a pre-engagement course, which Mm, I've not heard of before, but it really confirmed to them this is the person I want to marry. And yeah, I think maybe you can do it at any time. Um, it's just the actual matter of doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also think if you're saying you're going to commit to someone for the rest of your life, that's a huge commitment. And when we enter into those commitments, I mean, this is a covenant before God yeah. and covenants are like the highest promise because yes. as we make them before God, mm. if we're going to do that, then we really need to be intentional. Like I would say, if you can carve out time to choose the colors of your bridesmaids dresses, <laughs> you know, surely like surely a higher priority is to carve out time to build strong, firm foundations in your mm. marriage. And I just think 
yeah, we really need to value relationship more highly than we do and as the highest priority really um and I think yeah marriage Mm -hmm. I just I honestly would recommend it to anybody I don't think you will lose out for doing it and I don't think it will be a waste of time because any nugget that you get from it will stand you in better stead than you'd have been in otherwise I'm just sort of wondering out loud what the barriers are to people doing it and I think it probably does take a certain amount of humility to say I think we're going to have issues. So let's talk about them now. It also takes a community looking out for you to say, hey, we'd like to guide you. We'd like to prepare you. And actually, for a lot of non-Christians, maybe the only communities they're part of are friends of similar age, work colleagues and family. And Mm -hmm. none of those groups are really set up to put on a intentional program of talking through difficult issues. Yeah, that's really true. Interestingly, when we decided to foster, so we're respite foster carers, we had to go through a whole assessment process for that. And as part of that, we met various different social workers. And one of the ones we were speaking to, we were just talking about our marriage prep and how it gave us these great foundations for marriage, which is why we felt we could provide a, a safe space for children. Um, and she actually called me back a week later and said, thank you so much. I was, she's not a Christian. I was speaking to my friend who's planning to get married and I've connected her with the local church who are running a marriage course and they're going to do it. Um, and you're like, actually, yeah, amazing. Like, actually, this is something the church can offer. Yes. Everybody. There is a lot of theology and biblical foundation for those of us who believe in Christ that we must look at and is essential and foundational to marriage. But so much of what we looked at in marriage prep is actually relevant True to anybody, everyone. exactly as yeah. you said, any yeah. relationship. Yeah. And so I think it's it's a great offer that we as the church can offer to others. I think you've captured a vision there, actually, which is maybe something we should do more. And actually, I'm thinking of the village church close to where my family live. They have set up toddler groups specifically for the entire community they say this is not just for christians it's for everyone and it's been an amazing resource for lots of people living locally who don't who don't believe in in god or jesus and you know some of those it's just been something they've gone to for a while others it's been a way into church and Mm. if we serve our local communities they will get to know us and they'll get to know what we're about and i think that's a beautiful idea to encourage non-christians to use our resource of marriage preparation yeah yeah so what topics in marriage course? I know it was a while ago for you. How long How long have you been married? Five and a bit right. years. Okay. And you're still <laughs> super passionate about marriage prep. That says a lot. Oh my um, goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we will be for life. <laughs> Which, I love that. Which part of your marriage prep did you find most challenging or most useful or most enjoyable? So there were six sessions and probably the two that I well, no. So I remember four of them particularly. Okay. Um, the one was on finance, just because when do you, I, I haven't ever really considered the motives for why I do my finances in the way I do. Yeah. I know that I want to honor God with them, but I haven't really thought kind of beyond that in terms of mm. why do I spend this much money on this or why do I prioritize that with my money? Um, the second one was on kind of leaving and cleaving which is all about leaving your own family and creating a new family together um, and how you want to do that and what that looks like and and what that means to say, actually, we're no longer under our parents' authority, but we are a new authority kind of together for our lives. And I think that was really, really important. I've actually talked about that with a couple of non-Christian friends as well, and they found that really useful in terms of Mm. thinking about the relationships they have with 
their respective parents um, and how that impacts their relationship and when then how they need to make those decisions together. The third one that I remember was around sex, which is one of those topics that we tend not to talk about too much in the church, aside from from to say don't do it before marriage. That's pretty much about the extent of any teaching we have on it in the church. I just remember that being quite a funny, um, awkward, but also incredibly helpful (laughs) conversation and definitely necessary and really helped us out. And then the other one was around biblical roles in marriage Mm. um, and the theology around the husband as the head of the wife, as Christ as the head of the church and wives submitting to their husbands. And, you know, I'm probably a bit of a feminist um, Mm. in terms of my background and my belief in women and what they can do and what they can achieve and relate to that um, one (laughs) (laughs) and you know I believe in women in leadership Mm. strongly within the church and outside of the church and so that's that was the position I came from and my husband probably came from a more conservative position where the husband is very much the leader the head of the household and kind of decisions rest with him and so we spent a lot of time looking at those passages separately filling out a questionnaire about our theology, <laughs> discussing it, backing back and forth. And yeah. I think we maybe had two sessions actually with this couple on this theology piece and, and getting to the bottom of it and how that played out and what that meant for us. And um, I was thinking when I was thinking about this talk today um, about that passage in Ephesians. And this, I think, was really fundamental for both of us, really. Ephesians 5, where it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And that's um, verse 25. Verse 22 says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, um, even as Christ is the head of the church. Now, the the thing around that, I think where we got to with it and why I really love this passage so much is that often I think women have been told to submit to their husbands based mm-hmm. on Ephesians 5.22. Yeah. But actually, we're called to submit to our husbands as they love us and lay their lives down for us as Christ did that now I'm really happy to submit to someone who's going to lay down their life for me and basically submit their life on my behalf like that is in my opinion a really even relationship Mm. and a really right respectful relationship Mm. so as my husband loves me as Christ loved the church sacrificially with his whole life puts me first respects me honors me Mm. serves me all the things that Christ has done for us then it's out of my, it's my joy to submit to him because I'm only doing what he is displaying and honoring and mm. and leading in. And so I think that was really helpful. It moved both of us, to be honest, from the position we were in to a real position of unity within that. And also a, a really deep understanding, I think, of marriage isn't about me and it's not about him. Yeah. And yeah. it's something bigger. To be honest, it's so much bigger. And mm. the more we are humble and the more we submit. to Christ and to each other the better our marriage will go and we see it don't we on a daily basis in our own lives in other people's lives as soon Mm. as I start getting frustrated that I'm doing too much washing up I've lost the point do you know I've lost the point that I'm submitting to Christ and I'm submitting to my husband and that I am serving God in all that I do Mm. and so yeah it's I think that for me is a passage that can be so misused but actually is a passage that brings so much light yeah yeah, that's amazing that as part of your marriage prep, you you went deeper in your relationship with God because you're grappling mm. with his word. You know, there's things we read all the time that we think, well, sure, that can't be right. Have I misinterpreted this? Is this written by some ancient man who doesn't know where the world is going? But God has a purpose in all of his scripture. And knowing yeah. the context is really important. The context of submission is wives are being called to submit to a husband who is submitted to Christ. 
you know, huge responsibility on the man to lay down his life for his wife. And um, yeah, no, that's really, really helpful reflections. Um, I find it really challenging. And I wonder if that's another barrier to doing marriage prep is actually, if you're having a really fun, lovely, romantic time with someone, you don't really want to go into deep theology where you're both struggling and realizing you're very different. And as you say, the fruits of that can be enormous. And I'm sure it's not that you have to come to the same end point you'd have to come to the same view but you have to come to a point where you can build a relationship and build a family on what you each believe yeah Yeah, absolutely and I think it comes back to that thing you said before around actually if you don't do that at that stage when you're having a fun time then you're going to hit it at some point and it's going to cause an issue and it'll be so much harder at that point to discuss it because you will be in conflict whereas if you can discuss it from a place where you're not in conflict and explore it and 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 give your energy to it when you don't have so many other things that you're trying to figure out and work through then I think it's a really healthy place to do that yeah and even just knowing each other better you know for example for your husband maybe to understand if someone says something that sounds quite anti-feminist in church or elsewhere if he knows your viewpoint on those things, he knows why you're upset and how much it means to you and, and so on. Yeah. Um, and have you found over the last five years, have there ever been any moments where you think, let's go back to what we discussed then or viewing it or thinking, gosh, I'm so glad that we thought about this before? I think that the big one is there was this sheet. I, re- I actually refer to it all the time at work as well as at home. <laughs> but it was a sheet about communication. Okay. And it was a sheet about how we can really miscommunicate so easily. So Mm. I know what I want to say, then what I actually say, what you hear me say, what you think you've heard me say, what you reflect back to me that you've heard me say. You know, there's like seven or eight different ways we can misinterpret each other. And actually the heart of any relationship is communication. But if there's six or seven ways, seven or eight ways, I can't remember the list, but how we can miscommunicate in the simplest of things then actually we have to recognize along the way that some of it's about communication. Mm. So often, for example, we find ourselves at odds with each other and we're like, but I'm sure we think the same on this thing. (laughs) And then actually we realize we do think the same. We've just approached it kind of in the language that we've used from a completely different point of view. And the language that one of us has used means something different to the other person but actually it's the we've got the same opinion we just you know and so I think that communication session and that sheet on those different challenges of communication I refer back to all the time in terms of being like actually this this is really easy to miscommunicate like do we are we you know do we actually agree here and we're just approaching it differently so yeah that's one of them one of the many (laughs) one of the many that's so interesting because I work in a medical field and the majority of medical legal litigation is due to communication and it's probably the same Mm. with relationship you know broken relationships it's often how people have spoken to each other how they've communicated which has caused a lot of pain um mm. I always think of the love languages thing as well I don't know if you've ever done that yes, love languages I was quiz bring that up earlier yeah five love languages yeah exactly so we did that as part of our marriage prep and you just realize that actually the way I receive love mm. I give in the same yeah. way that I receive but actually yeah. for my husband the way he receives love yeah. is totally different to me so yeah. for me I really like acts of service and quality time they are my dream love languages for him it's physical touch and words of affirmation yeah but what so, I find is so I'm doing the cleaning I'm doing the washing I'm thinking yeah. oh this is demonstrating how much I love him <laughs> but that's and he's like he's he- hearing 
I just need a hug. I just like, what? does she love me? I just that's need a me. hug. That's me. That's me. I understand that one. <laughs> Whereas, you know, he's giving me a hug and I'm like, oh, this isn't making me feel loved right now. Could you no. just make me a cup of tea? <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. Um, I, I've read that book and I found it so useful as a single person in my relationships with my family, my friends. And I yeah. think it must be sort of another level if you're in a marriage relationship. And I actually know a couple who went through the Love Languages book as their marriage course and, and they learned so much from it. And um, mm. I guess that's the thing. There's, there's lots of resources out there and it's just a matter of committing to something and saying, let's carve out some time let's let's go through this together and let's get ready for what's hopefully a very exciting journey yeah you make a really great point there about the intentionality and you know the fact that that couple decided together to do that book and I think doing it together intentionally you as you say you'll inevitably learn something that's valuable um, and that will make a difference anything that we learn makes a difference to the future so I think that intentional time set aside to say this is really important to us is invaluable. Mm. So, yeah, Amazing. Well, I think that's a beautiful place to land. We spoke earlier of what, what we talk about on this. And I said, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure we can't fill a whole episode on marriage prep. But then I just remembered how passionate you are about it. And you know, <laughs> you, you've inspired me as well. I think it's brilliant. I think it's, um, you know, it's something that's useful for everyone, not just those who are getting married but you know as a single person I support a lot of people who are married I have been a bridesmaid five times for example Mm -hmm. and knowing the the value of marriage prep and knowing the content of what can be difficult conversations for couples preparing for marriage is helpful because then I can be intentional in my support of them and good marriages are important for the body of the church so yeah absolutely agree really really fun thank you so much for asking me to contribute and to share and you know as as you've said, I am really passionate about this and yeah, just love talking about it basically because I think it's really important. But I also think that, you know, actually marriage isn't the be all and end all, but if you are deciding to get married, then it is a covenant before God. Yeah. So it's it's about placing the correct value on it yeah. um, at that time. So Honouring yeah. that decision. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Great. Let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you so much for this opportunity to talk together um, to explore one of your beauties and gifts that you do offer in marriage, to um, think about how to be intentional in relationship, both in marriage relationship, but also in our other relationships, and particularly as we support um, others around us. Lord, I thank you so much that you are a relational God. You were in relationship before time began, and you'll be in relationship forever into eternity. And so relationship is something that you love that you're invested in, that you gave your son to die for in order that we could have a relationship with you. And so, Father, I pray for each one of us who's um, listened to this conversation or been part of this conversation, Father, that you would land the things that we need to hear at this time. And Lord, that you would speak to us, that you would prompt us, that you would challenge us, that you would encourage us, that we would hear your voice. Thank you, Father, so much that your heart is for us. And so as we kind of head out from having listened to this, Lord, we go out knowing that you are with us. Mm. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for relationship. Thank you that we get to enjoy and delight in it. And thank you that we can do things to strengthen and to develop and to um, build firm foundations in all relationships, but particularly in the marriage relationship, which we've been discussing today. Praise you, Father God. And praise you particularly, I guess, today for those who are wise and who have written marriage courses, who are Mm. delivering marriages 
courses for churches who are running them. We pray blessing on those. We pray that they would make a difference to those couples who are part of them um, and that we would see strong relationships in the future that last through, um, as the vows say, till death do us part. Thank you, Lord. Amen. join me for this podcast today. I pray you've been inspired, encouraged and challenged. If so, please subscribe to the podcast and tune in next week for a brand new episode. Also, if you know anyone else who you think would find it useful, then please share this with friends, families and your church groups. Feel free to contact us with any topic ideas or if you feel inspired to come on as a guest. Most importantly, go out this week and shine like stars for the Lord.